Brighton's finest. Juice. I want to start by talking about the single Rabble Rouser, which I feel like definitely has some nods to your older material. Was that intentional? I, I guess not sort of consciously. Like, um, certainly doing the, the Tapes of the Sky's first album, like, 10-year anniversary tour, I think that obviously seeps in to, like, what I was writing, like, and influenced it. I think, you know, as, as human beings, we're basically sponges, you know, we're just absorbing our environment. So it's almost like you can't really uh, know what you're, you're being influenced by and, what, you know, what, what's inspiring you. It's all just sort of going on in the internal inside your skull but it's, i can i can certainly see the uh kind of similarity yeah there's definitely some very new sounds coming on this album uh rabble rouser and particularly shinrin yoku mm. and the title track what's the new direction for this album um well i guess that there isn't sort of some overriding direction like it's we're still trying to make like very diverse music first and foremost I think there are a couple of things that we sort of did consciously think about. Uh, one of them was just tr- trying to concentrate on keeping the music more lucid. Um, so I think, you know, Shikari songs can often sound like sort of five songs in one. <laughs> They'll just veer off down garden paths and things. Um, and it was just trying to make the, yeah, the songwriting a bit more simplistic and just concentrating on each song having its own atmosphere and sticking to it. And other than that, just concentrating on melody as well a lot more I think in the last few years I've become a lot more confident as like a singer um, and I just wanted to sort of increase my range uh, increase the sort of yeah the, the concentration like the, the vocal taking really taking the lead like truly like, you mm. know the, the songs the songs are, are kind of all about the, the vocal line you've definitely developed a lot as artists over the past few years are there any kind of standout moments where you've thought wow we're really really making progress um god yeah i mean yeah of course uh, loads of points. a lot of the time you sort of don't realize it until like a few months after a tour perhaps or something you sort of because you're, you're so involved in it it just kind of it's a bit of a blur at the time um i think you know certainly our, our arena tour last year was just like a huge step for us like we learned so much and sort of grew so much as performers I suppose that really helped and then I, yeah I guess going back to this there's been some big sort of standout moments like the first time we played Download almost every time we play Reading and Leeds it feels like quite momentous it's sort of that being the festival that I went to as a kid it always feels I don't know sort of extra special I suppose mm-hmm. um, first time we played Glastonbury I, yeah I suppose festivals are, are kind of the easy things that stick out you're kind of recognised as as one of the great innovators of British music now. What do you think of the British music scene in general? I, I mean, I think it's, it's pretty thriving. It's really unfortunate that so many venues are closing and that there's so much little sort of effort and, and money, I guess, from the government in terms of supporting art. So that it's not making it easy for, for young bands to come through, but they certainly still are. Yeah, I think it's pretty thriving. I mean, obviously, like... Lots of smaller genres are having quite big mainstream success. Like there's some amazing rock acts that, you know, like peers of ours, really, that we've sort of grown up playing around with who are doing really, really well. And then you've got Grime, obviously, that's just become kind of the, the biggest, sort of most recognisable sort of thing in mainstream culture at the moment. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's 
thriving really do you feel like you really kind of filled a hole particularly with your early albums i remember seeing you quite a long time ago at the dome and thinking oh, yeah, yeah long, long time ago now yeah. I, was, I was dyeing my hair and wearing questionable clothes but uh yeah i just remember thinking i've never seen anything like this before do you think that you stepped into a style that was ripe for the for the taking possibly yeah it's hard to know like what would have happened if we we didn't exist what where there would have been other bands that would have come up sounding similar. I think we were just lucky because I guess living in and around London, we had just so many influences. I was quite lucky to have sort of friends from, from different sort of backgrounds, I suppose, who all listened to different music. So I had all this influx of a real variety of, of art. I think that just, you know, as I was saying earlier, it's kind of absorbed all that. So when I happened to start writing music, it just, it didn't really fit in anywhere specific and it was a bit of a, and you found. And you worked with David Coston for this album. What did he bring to the record? It, it was very, it was very sort of easy process, really. We went, we went and met a few producers and you know got, got on with them all. But I think David just seems to, he seemed to get where we were coming from. Like he has a kind of an ear to the ground in terms of the music and the scenes that we sort of come up through. But he's also a very experienced producer in like all sorts of other genres and made some great albums for us that. Everything, everything albums he did and uh, Bat for Lashes really stood out. And he had such a, such a sort of, not a childish is the wrong word, but a sort of this, this innocent sort of willingness to just experiment like so much. He'll just go off on tangents to the point where, you know, we have to sort of put a leash around him and pull him back from, <laughs> from sort of just time wasting in the studio, which is normally the producer's job to do the artist, to do to the artist. So he, he sort of really got our way of working and was really happy to sort of just go down garden paths and see what happens. And uh, he, he also had an amazing collection of vintage synths, which I sort of walked in his studio and immediately started just salivating. <laughs> so that, that was really fun to use because that was a, a sort of conscious decision to, to want to have more hardware, um, like modular synthesis on this album. So yeah, he, he kind of just ticks loads of boxes and he's not like a big name American producer who'll sort of come in and just go right you're going to do this and it's going to sound like this but that would never work with us really okay just as a final question can you just talk briefly about your inspirations and some of the themes in the album yeah sure um, I mean the spark in, in general it doesn't really have sort of an overriding theme but like in general it, it's hoping to sort of ignite hope I suppose after a long patch of adversity and, and I feel like we're possibly entering a stage of that sort of politically and especially in this country with the rise of over the last few years, well, the, the death of kind of youth apathy, I suppose, mainly through Corbyn. Um, and then, like, it was, it was it's probably the most personal album I've ever written. Well, yeah, by a long way, actually. And I, I couldn't have written an album this personal without going through the things that I did over the last few years. So that, that was a, a big inspiration. I, I sort of really wanted to not be afraid to be very open and honest and sort of reveal all sorts of types of human vulnerability. Because I think in a way that's actually a political move as well. I think the reason we have people like Trump, for one example, in the world, he's the way he is because since he was a, a child, he's been told that he cannot show any form of like vulnerability or can't show emotion and you know, went to military school and constantly told to man up and all that kind of stuff. When they're told that, that the emotion is going to come out somehow, it's going to 
seeps out of your overflowing body and it usually comes out in anger and, and other sort of negative emotions. So with this album, I wanted to sort of, yeah, as I say, just, just not be afraid to sort of speak about being vulnerable and feeling vulnerable and speak about fear and speak about loss and sadness and anxiety and all these kind of things. Um, but hopefully wrap it up in a, a sort of forward-looking, aggressive, kind of positive uh, music. Brighton's finest. Juice. Juice.